the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, and for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus doesn't put a burden on us. He takes our burden from us. Legalism puts a burden on you. Jesus takes a burden from you. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. He gives us rest, not weariness. Are you feeling burdened in your life? Do you try to do everything right, but you just can't? Is the weight too heavy to carry? Pastor Dan today reminds us that Jesus removes burdens from us. He doesn't add heavy weight to our lives. His burden is light when we lean on Him. He carries our heavy weight when we trust Him. Some folks say we must do a lot of work to get into heaven. But Jesus says, lay your burden on Him. Let's remember that it's our relationship with Jesus that gets us into heaven. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 23 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Matthew chapter 23, verse 1 says, Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do, but do not do according to their works. For they say and do not do. For they bind heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. But all their works they do to be seen by men. They make their phylacteries broad and enlarge the borders of their garments. They love the best places at feasts, the best seats in the synagogues, greetings in the marketplaces, and to be called by men, Rabbi, Rabbi. But you do not be called Rabbi, for one is your teacher, the Christ, and you are all brethren. Do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. And do not be called teachers, for one is your teacher, the Christ. But he who is greatest among you shall be your servant, and whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. And woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers." Therefore, you will receive the greater condemnation. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you travel land and sea to win one proselyte. And when he is one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. Woe to you, blind guides, 
who say, whoever swears by the temple, it is nothing, but whoever swears by the gold of the temple, he is obliged to perform it. Fools and blind, for which is greater, the gold or the temple that sanctifies the gold? And whoever swears by the altar, it is nothing, but whoever swears by the gift that is on it, he is obliged to perform it. Fools and blind, for which is greater, the gift or the altar that sanctifies the gift? Therefore, he who swears by the altar swears by it and by all things on it. He who swears by the temple swears by it and by him who dwells in it. And he who swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by him who sits on it. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous and say, if we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Therefore, you are witnesses against yourselves that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measure of your father's guilt. Serpents, brood of vipers, how can you escape the condemnation of hell? Therefore, indeed, I send you prophets, wise men, and scribes, some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city, that on you may come all the righteous bloodshed on the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Assuredly, I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem! the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. And see, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me no more until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord Now just look at verse 1 of chapter 24, but don't panic. We're not going to go into chapter 24. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple. So this is the final public sermon of Jesus Christ. In a few days, he will be nailed to the cross for the sins of the world. And this is the last time he gives a, a public teaching. After this, he will teach his disciples privately, and he will give no more public addresses. And you might think for his last sermon, Jesus would speak about salvation or heaven or God's love. 
But Jesus' final public message is a message of condemnation. It's a denouncement. He condemns the religious leaders of Judaism with scathing language here. I mean, these are the harshest words Jesus used, found anywhere in the Bible. In this final sermon, Jesus calls the scribes and Pharisees hypocrites seven times. And the word hypocrite, it means actor. They're acting. They're pretending to be something they're not. He calls them hypocrites seven times. He calls them blind five times. He labels them fools twice. He describes them as whitewashed tombs, serpents, and poisonous vipers. Jesus is delivering a blistering rebuke to the Jewish leaders. No one has ever spoken to them like this before. No one has ever denounced the religious leaders with such strong, biting language. Uh, People in the audience may have thought these things about the religious leaders, but they never said them out loud. Uh, So there may be some in the audience, as Jesus is saying these things, you know, they're quietly saying amen under their breath. You know, like, give it to him, Jesus. And we also don't know Jesus' tone as he said these things. The text doesn't tell us his tone. But these are not the kinds of words you say to someone with a soft tone or a quiet tone. So I don't think Jesus said these things with a still, small voice. Jesus was fired up. He's using fiery words. Uh, I would imagine his voice was elevated as he's saying these things, because when you talk like this, you raise your voice, right? When you say things like this. Now, as we look at this chapter together, we want to really consider ourselves and ask ourselves, am I doing any of these things that Jesus strongly condemns? Am I guilty of the same behavior as the Pharisees and the scribes in this chapter? You know, all of us can have a a little Pharisee in us. And all of us have just a little Pharisee dwelling in us. And so this is a time, really, as we go our way through this chapter, to take a personal inventory and ask the Lord, am I doing that? Does that characterize me? And just as a reminder, this takes place during Passover. Jesus was crucified during Passover. He's the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And it takes place in the courts of the temple. During the Passover celebration, tens of thousands of Jews would pack into the courts of the temple for the celebration. Jesus was teaching in the courts of that temple at this time. And we saw in earlier chapters here, as Jesus was teaching, the religious leaders interrupted him and confronted Jesus publicly in front of all of the crowd in an attempt to publicly discredit Jesus, but they failed miserably. Jesus discredited them publicly. Now, chapter 23 is a continuation of this exchange between Jesus and the religious leaders that began in chapter 21. So chapters 21, 22, and 23, this is all one day in the temple court. And notice in chapter 23, verse 1, Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his disciples. So at this point, he's had these different confrontations in the temple court with the different religious leaders, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the Herodians, the scribes. They've all come 
He's had these different exchanges, and now he turns to the crowd to warn the crowd about the scribes and the Pharisees and their doctrine. While the scribes and the Pharisees are standing right there. And he's going to warn the crowd about the scribes and the Pharisees and their doctrine. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Now, the New Testament has numerous warnings about false teachers and false doctrine that can lead people astray and keep people out of heaven and give people a false sense of security regarding their salvation. Let me just give you two examples. In Acts chapter 20, the Apostle Paul tells the Ephesians that men from their own number, men from within the church, will arise and distort the truth in order to draw a following after themselves. In Second Peter chapter 2, we have another example. There, Peter warns that false teachers will secretly bring in destructive heresies into the church. That false teachers will secretly bring in destructive heresies. The people won't even realize that destructive teachings have come into the church. And it says, and many will follow their destructive ways. Many will believe these destructive heresies that will be taught. And so we have all these warnings in the New Testament about false teachers and false doctrine coming into the church. And we may foolishly think that false teachers and false teachings are on the fringe of Christianity, and they're nowhere near the mainstream of Christianity, and we may think, well, false teachers and false doctrine are easy to spot, and so it's nothing really to worry about. But I want you to note here that Jesus was warning the multitudes about the doctrines of the Pharisees and the scribes. They were among the leaders within Judaism. I mean, you couldn't get more mainstream in Judaism than the Pharisees and the scribes, and yet they have destructive doctrines. So it's important for us all to be Bereans, to search the scriptures for ourselves, to verify with the word of God the things that we hear. And so again in verse 1, Jesus speaks to the multitudes that are gathered there in the temple, saying, the scribes and the Pharisees, they sit in Moses' seat, Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do, but do not do according to their works, for they say and do not do. Jesus said the scribes and Pharisees, they sit in Moses' seat. Now, what was that? Moses' seat. In the synagogues, they had what was called Moses' seat, and it was an actual seat. It was an actual seat where the teacher sat when they taught the scriptures to the congregation. 
If you remember in Luke chapter 4, when Jesus was in the synagogue in Nazareth, it says that he stood up to read the scroll from Isaiah, and then when he finished reading the scroll, it says he sat down. He sat down to teach, and he sat down in the Moses seat that was in the synagogue there in Nazareth. And so the Moses seat, it was a sign of authority, a sign of authority. The person who sits in the Moses seat has the authority to teach the scriptures. Again, look at what Jesus says to the crowd. He says, the scribes and the Pharisees, they sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe in the scriptures, when they're sitting in Moses' seat and they're expounding on the scriptures, whatever they tell you to observe in the scriptures, that observe and do. But do not do according to their works, for they say and do not do. In other words, they don't practice what they preach. They don't practice what they preach. Their walk does not match their talk. Observe what they say to do from the scriptures. Be doers of the word, but don't follow their example. Now, our walk should match our talk. We should practice what we preach. Our lives should line up with the teachings of the Bible. Of course, we don't do this perfectly. We all fall short. But generally speaking, how we live should align with what the Bible says. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, the Apostle Paul says, Imitate me as I also imitate Christ. Imitate me as I also imitate Christ. In 1 Corinthians 4.16, Paul says, I urge you to imitate me. Now, some Christians hear that and they say, whoa, 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 don't imitate me. Don't imitate me. Nobody should imitate my walk with Jesus Christ. Nobody should follow my example to which I would say, well, why not? Why not? Is your life that out of alignment with Jesus Christ and out of alignment with the Bible that no one should follow your example and no one should imitate you. That's what Jesus condemns here with the Pharisees and the scribes. They say and they don't do. Their life was out of alignment with what God's word actually says. And that shouldn't be the case for us. You know, Titus warns about those who profess that they know God, but in their works, they deny him. They say that they know God, but in their works, the way they actually live, they deny the Lord. And so the first thing, our walk should match our talk. If you're a Christian, if you profess Christ, your life should look like it. Our walk should match our talk. Jesus goes on in verse 4. For they bind heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. The the Pharisees and scribes, they were legalistic. They added man-made rules and traditions and requirements to the word of God. And their legalism was a heavy burden for people. All these rules that they added, it was a burden to keep. It was too much for people to bear. But at the same time, they themselves did not keep their own religious requirements. They didn't keep the standards they put on others. In contrast to legalism, 
Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, and for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus doesn't put a burden on us. He takes our burden from us. Legalism puts a burden on you. Jesus takes a burden from you. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. He gives us rest, not weariness. And if you're burdened today, Jesus wants to take your burdens. He wants to give you rest for your soul. Bring your burdens to Jesus Christ. Take his yoke upon you. What does that mean? That means give him control of your life. And he will give you rest for your soul. Now look at verse 5. He goes on. All their works they do to be seen by men. All their works they do to be seen by men. Speaking of these religious leaders, their religious works were not done for the glory of God or to honor God. All their works they do to be seen by men. Everything they do is a show. Everything they do it was done to be seen and admired by people. In the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 6, Jesus was speaking of these religious leaders when he said, beware of doing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. He said, when you give to the poor, don't sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets so that they may be glorified by men. He said, and when you pray, you're not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by men. And he said, whenever you fast, do not put on a gloomy face as the hypocrites do, for they neglect their appearance so that they will be noticed by men when they're fasting. Jesus said, truly, I say to you, they have the reward and full. Jesus was talking about these religious leaders. Everything they did, they did to be noticed by men, by people. They did all their works to be noticed by people. And John chapter 12, verse 43, listen to this. John 12, 43, Jesus said, They love the praise of men more than the praise of God. These religious leaders, they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. They were motivated by the praise of men, not the praise of God. And what did they do exactly? Well, look at verse 5. Jesus gives us a few examples of what they did. They make their phylacteries broad and enlarge the borders of their garments. Now, uh, you may not be familiar with a phylactery. A phylactery is a little leather box. It's only about this big. It's pretty small, maybe just two inches by two inches kind of thing, a little cube. And inside the box was a little piece of parchment paper with several verses of scripture written on it from Exodus and Deuteronomy. And it was worn by Jewish men during morning prayers. One phylactery was worn on the forehead and another was worn on the left arm. Orthodox Jews still use phylacteries today. This practice actually came from a verse in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 8 where it says, you shall bind the law of God on your hands and on the frontlets between your eyes. And the Jewish people 
Take that verse literally. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, verse by verse and chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today that struck a chord with you and you'd like to hear it again? No problem. All of the messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for these teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that sound interesting. Are you growing through this study in Matthew? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.